Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. When we consider the story of Moses on the mountain of God in Exodus, most recall that this was the time and place that God chose to give the Ten Commandments or the law to man. But the story does not end there. Moses lingered in God's glory for 40 days and 40 nights. After this extended period in God's presence, Jehovah unveiled something even higher than the Ten Commandments. Don't miss today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Dick Taylor has joined us today as we bring you our third program in Part 2 of Witness Lee's Life Study of Exodus. Welcome back, Brother Dick. Thanks, Chris. What an enjoyable life study. Dick, particularly as we get back into Exodus, we're touching this matter of the tabernacle. The tabernacle is not something that I would say enjoys a high degree of understanding or interest among most Christians, I think, to be honest. Nevertheless, it's very crucial and important to God, isn't it? It really is. Most people pay attention to the Ten Commandments, but very few pay attention to the details of the tabernacle that were given to Moses by God. And the details of the tabernacle really, really bring us to the practical substantial, solid, precious experience of Christ like nothing else. The ark is called the ark of the testimony, but the tabernacle is called the tabernacle of the testimony. What does this mean? The ark of the testimony signifies Christ. When we have the adequate enjoyment and experience and possession of Christ and share Christ with one another, the issue is the enlargement and the expansion of the Ark of the Testimony, that is the increase of Christ producing the tabernacle as the testimony of this marvelous Christ. The tabernacle signifies this wonderful Christ being experienced, enjoyed from this angle, that angle, for the sake of the building up of God's testimony on this earth. The Lord himself is God's testimony, But he now wants to build himself into his people, and he wants his people to experience him as the wonderful, all-inclusive Christ so that we could become the tabernacle of testimony. The tabernacle brings us into a multitude of the details of the experience and enjoyment of Christ and the possession of Christ for the building of his wonderful testimony. Dick, again today we want to look at the materials for the tabernacle as the Lord revealed them to Moses. In chapter 25, these three verses stand out today. This is verses 3, 4, and 5. And this is the heave offering which you shall take from them, gold and silver and bronze, and blue and purple, and scarlet strands, and fine linen, and goat's hair, and ram skins dyed red, and porpoise skins, and acacia wood. Amen. All of these things have marvelous and rich significance, don't they, Dick? They sure do. Let's find out. Here's Witness Lee. Don't understand this word redemptive in a very simple, light way. 
because you were created by God for himself and you were chosen by God for him. But you got fallen, so you need Christ to redeem you. Number one. Then you, as a fallen creature, should be terminated. And Christ did this on the cross. Christ has crucified you, terminated you. And number three, Christ's redemption, imparting himself into you to be your replacement. And this is all what the silver signifies. Christ becomes your silver, possessed by you as a treasure. And keep your pocket. When you come to meeting, bring this treasure to the meeting. And in your function, in the reach of the Spirit, you offer these to the very God whom we worship. This is the worship that God wants. You bring Christ to offer to God at the heath offering. This will not only be acceptable to God, this will build all of you. Meeting after meeting, I need to be built by you, brothers. Only this can build others. Then the bronze or the copper or the brass signifies the testing of God's judgment. Christ, as a man, was all the time tested. He was betrayed before the Sanhedrin of the Jewish religion, before Pilate, before Herod, the officers of the Roman Empire. He was tested by God. Not only so, in all his days on this earth, every day he was under God's testing. You and I, every day, is under God's testing. What you say to your wife, what can life you live daily in your home, what kind of behavior you have on your class, what attitude toward your classmates, school, and teachers, what is your heart, is your tension, is your motive. Every day, all these things are under the bronze under God's testing. Then you have the other precious stones. And all these stones are different aspects of the transformation of the Holy Spirit. The transformation work of the Holy Spirit is based upon Christ's redemption. Redeeming you, terminating to you, and replacing you. And this Redemptive work is the omnix. It is the base of all the other precious stones. This means Christ's redemption is the base, is the foundation of the transformation of the spirit. Our morality, our ethics, our good character, good behavior must not be natural. It must be transformed based upon the redemption of Christ that we are redeemed terminated and replaced by a kind metabolic transformation of the Holy Spirit this kind of treasures should be brought into the meeting and offered to God in your function as he offered this will build the church 
Well, Dick, when we come to a book like Exodus, especially the second half of this book, focusing on the tabernacle, we almost need a glossary to keep track of the spiritual significance of these items. I think it's well known among most Christians that silver in the Bible represents redemption. But according to what we just heard, it's not enough. It's not sufficient just to be redeemed. For the building of God's house, we need to possess Christ as our silver and keep this treasure as our offering for the church in the meetings. What does this kind of possessing mean? Actually, God's building comes into existence by us possessing and gaining Christ more and more. To really possess Christ means we've enjoyed him and gained him and offer him to God and to one another. And this is the real worship to God. The only worship God wants is the offering of his son. To worship God is not merely to prostrate ourselves before him, nor is it just to have a wonderful performing choir. The real worship is to enjoy Christ, experience Christ, possess Christ, and offer him to God and to one another for their enjoyment. This really builds up the tabernacle, the house of God for his testimony. So we want to be those who continually enjoy the redemptive work of Christ or Christ as the Redeemer to the point where our pockets are jam-packed with this Christ as our silver so that when we come to meet with each other, what's going to come out? All our experiences of Christ as the redeeming one. So the silver here in the tabernacle signifies Christ to be possessed by us as the very Redeemer with his redeeming work. Most people just see the giving of the law. We need to see the materials of the tabernacle, such as the silver, bringing us in detail to the experience of the Christ that we love and enjoy, so that we can possess him and give him to others, so that others could possess him. What's this? This is the increase of Christ. What's that? That's the building up of his house. What's the result? A testimony on this earth. Very applicable to us Christians. Dick, as we went through these items, uh, reading the verses a few moments ago, one thing that is noteworthy, they fall basically into three categories. There are minerals, such as the silver that you just talked about. There are plant items, and there are animal items. These categories are also meaningful and significant, and I think we'll see more of that as we go back to Witness Lee. The life of plants is for producing, for generating Christ. He is the very factor of production. He imparts life to you and me. He was the unique grain falling into the ground and dying there. And then he produced all of us as many grains. The first expression of this producing life is linen in the color of blue, of purple, of scarlet. Blue signifies the color of heaven. That means Christ producing, generating life in you. Not only imparting life to you, but produce a kind of a character that is heavenly. When people see you, know you, realize you, they have the feeling you are not an earthly person. You have also the color of purple. Purple signifies dignity, loyalty. Whatever you say, there is some dignity 
royalty. Then Scarlet, always we bear the testimony that we are sinful. We need the cleansing of the precious blood shed by the Lord Jesus. Every day, every time, we have to say, Lord, cleanse me. Even I am unconscious, yet I got dirty. I got contaminated because I'm still natural. I'm still so in the old creation. I'm still so fleshly. I need your cleansing. Even people admire at your heavenly appearance, at your royalty, dignity, yet you yourself always say, I am very poor. Sometimes I was careless. Sometimes I'm still in myself. This is scarlet. Then finally, when you shout, when you laugh, when you love people, be balanced, be even, and be perfect, and be beautiful. Then acacia wood, it is kind of wood with strong character, and it's high in standard. This is Christ's humanity. Then you have the oil. You are always under the anointing, thoroughly saturated, permeated with oil. Today, the Holy Spirit is not only God's Spirit, it's Christ's Spirit. Comprising all the virtues of the incarnated, crucified, resurrected, ascended Christ. Such an oil is anointing you in every way, every minute. Then I say again, bring these experiences to the meeting and offer them to God. This will build the church. Well, Dick, in this segment, we have a whole host of aspects of Christ to possess and to offer, all from the plant realm. We have the fine blue, the purple, and the scarlet linen, and also the acacia wood and the oil. Can you recap briefly what these materials signify in our experience? Blue signifies that our character and behavior is not earthly but heavenly. And this is really true. You know, Chris, I've known you for a while, and I know that you love to enjoy Christ. On one hand, you're just Chris. On the other hand, I have to testify, there's something wonderful about you. That is the fact that you're enjoying Christ, and there's something heavenly about you. And this is true of anyone who really enjoys Christ. There's a kind of mystery there because on one hand, we're on the earth. On the other hand, the character and the behavior is heavenly. We can surely say this of our dear brother Lee. As we observed his living, he discipled us to live a God-man life. His behavior and his character certainly was not just of this earth, but was heavenly. So blue is really precious. And then purple means royal kingly, and full of dignity. The more we enjoy Christ, the more royal we become. We become the enlargement of Christ, who is the real royal one, who is the real kingly one, who's the dignified one. I know my wife and I, when we first touched this ministry, the way we dressed, the way we talked, the way we behaved was not that royal, not that kingly, and not that dignified. But nobody came to us and said, you better straighten up. You need to be more royal. You need to be more kingly. You need to be more dignified. No, 
They just ministered Christ to us and helped us to enjoy Christ. And especially this ministry brought us to Christ like never before. Then the royal, kingly, and dignified Christ gets worked into us to cause us to have the appearance of some purple. Then, even if we have the blue and the purple in our experience, still we need scarlet. No matter how much we've experienced Christ, we can never escape from the fact that we're still in this flesh, we're in the old creation, we're fallen, and we need the Lord's covering protective blood, which is the scarlet. Then the acacia wood signifies strong in character and high in standard. That's just like the Lord Jesus. He's really the one who's strong in character, very high in standard. And the point here, Chris, is that we're not here imitating him. The tabernacle with all these details should not lead us to just try to imitate Christ. No. This means we need to enjoy him more because he, in his humanity, is really the one who's strong in character and high in standard. Let us enjoy Christ more. Let us eat him more. Then we will become the same. And then the oil signifies the anointing spirit. And in the anointing spirit, according to the New Testament, all the ingredients of Christ, all that he's done, all that he's accomplished, all that he is, and all of his virtues are in this wonderful spirit. So blue, purple, scarlet, acacia wood, the oil, they all bring us just to the details of our experience and enjoyment of Christ. Let us possess this Christ. Let us fill our pockets with this one and offer him to God and to one another for the building of his tabernacle. But Dick, it's good that in the worldly sense, to be blue has a kind of a negative connotation. But in this new sense, it's not bad to be blue, is it, Dick? Not at all. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Christ's life is also a kind of animal life. And animal life is for what? For redeeming. You know, before man got fallen, man was ordained to eat plants, vegetables, nuts, fruits, not to eat anything of an animal. It was after man's fall, man became sinful, so man need the shedding of blood. Then to nourish man, to feed man, to maintain, sustain man, man needs the animal. This means after the fall of man, man becoming sinful, man needs the bloodshed in Christ, the redeeming Christ, the Christ who sacrificed his life on the cross to redeem us. Then we might be nourished, we might be fed, we might be sustained, we might live. Here you have goats and you have rams, you have porpoise, three kind of animals. Two are on the earth. You know, goats, rams, they are on the earth. And then porpoise, just somewhat like seals. Christ, his animal life, firstly, redeemed us. And then secondly, his animal life is the strong life, that can stand all trials, attacks, troubles, sufferings, and so forth. You know, this purpose skin was used to make a 
whole covering of the entire tabernacle, protecting the entire tabernacle. We do have Christ as such a purpose skin to uh, cover us, to protect us. Goats, according to Matthew 25, signify sinners. Christ was made sin. Christ was made sin by God for us. He, in appearance, looked like a goat. But he was not sinful. He didn't have the sinful nature. Ram skin, dead right. This signifies Christ's redemption through the shedding of his blood. He shed his blood, then he was the very man who died on the cross, offered to God an altar for our sins, shedding his blood to wash us. All these should be our possession, should be our experience, and should be our enjoyment, and we have to bring these things to the meeting and offer to God a chief offering to build up the churches and the saints. Dick, we've seen a bit today about the mineral elements and the plant elements included in the tabernacle. Now we have the animal life represented by the porpoise skins, the ram skins, and the goat skins. You gave us a recap of the plant elements. How about covering these animal elements for us as well? The animals bring us to the point of redemption. Before man fell, there was no need of the shedding of the blood. But after man fell, then there was the need of the shedding of blood for forgiveness. And by these animal sacrifices, such as the goat and the ram and the porpoise, we can see that after man fell, man needed the redeeming blood with Christ's redeeming life. And what I really like about this, Chris, is Christ's redeeming life is such that we're nourished, we're fed, and we're sustained so that we can live on this earth as God's testimony. And it's really true. If you've really gotten into the enjoyment of Christ as the Redeemer, even in confessing your sins, confessing what you are, and enjoying his redemptive work in your life, you sense that you are nourished, fed, and sustained just by him as this wonderful Redeemer. The goat's hair brings us to the fact that goats signify sinners. And I appreciate this so much. This brings us to 2 Corinthians 5.21, Chris, where it says, He who knew no sin was made sin on our behalf, that we might be made the opposite that is righteousness of God in him. In my daily life, I realize so many times I'm so fallen. But in that realization, I realize the Lord became what I am. He became that fallen thing that I might be made just the opposite of that in him. If you see this and you have this kind of prayer and enjoyment of the Lord as the redeeming goat, you will be sustained, nourished, and supplied. You'll be full of joy. Also, the ram skins indicate this wonderful Christ is the one who redeems us, and his redeeming life sustains us, nourishes us, and feeds us and supplies us. I don't know about you, but I know in my experience, the more I deal with what I am as a fallen man and call on him as my replacement and enjoy his redemptive life, I am a happy person. 
we're not here trying to avoid the fact that we're sinful. We face it, and we confess it, and we take him as the unique redeemer, and his redemptive life supplies us, feeds us, and nourishes us. Now, the porpoise skin is really precious, and we must conclude with this. This means the porpoise skin is something strong, tough, and long-lasting. The tabernacle was covered with the porpoise skin, protecting us to withstand trials, attacks, troubles, and all kinds of sufferings. What a redeemer we have. So all these items in the tabernacle show us that we can possess this wonderful Christ with all of his riches to become his wonderful testimony as his building. May we fill our pockets full of Christ, offering him to God and to one another for the building of the tabernacle, God's house, for his testimony. I love this all-inclusive Christ. I do too, Dick. I was just thinking as you were talking about these items and listening to the sharing from Witness Lee, how many of our listeners have read through the Bible? How many times have we read through this portion of Scripture and you come to things like porpoise skins and goat hair and right. ram skins and you scratch your head? What's this? What's this? Uh, but I don't think anyone listening to this program today will ever touch these verses in quite the same way again. Never. To see Christ in these aspects, it's just tremendous. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Dick. You're welcome, Brother Chris. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. To contact us, please call toll-free 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.